1: I
0: tried to hit that vape real quick before we started counting. I was like, oh, oh,
1: but that's all right. I can... got to hit that vape. What flavor are you on these days? Just mint. It's, I think okay. I'd say it every, it's called White Walker. That's right. That's right. There's no blue raspberry or cotton I bought in.
0: a blue raspberry thing the other day because I was out of White Walker and couldn't make it to the store that sells it. So I was like, I, it was like Pac-Man fever. I can't explain it any other mm-hmm. way than that. I was just vaping the Pac-Man fever Yeah. and, and no, I have not had any respiratory illness from it.
1: No. Well, no, I we think don't, I'm doing all right. We don't need to go into that, all that business nah. about that, all that business. And I think that nah. I think that I think that nicotine cigarettes are a hell of a thing. And if you can get off them, then do what you got to do to manage that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you haven't, if you, if you if you don't know already, you're listening to the Ace for Alcoholic podcast. Boom, um, all up in your ear holes. We sit here and we talk about sobriety and recovery and early 90s hip-hop and Tarantino films occasionally and um, any number of things that pop up to talk pop about. Up. The pop-up. The um, pop-ups. I, will, I would like to ask uh, our listeners, those of you out there, um, the biggest and most important thing, if you enjoy the show and if you want to help us Like get it out to other people, a rate or a review wherever you listen to five star ratings and just a couple of kind words. You know, go ahead. Even if you're listening to this right now, maybe not if you're driving, but, you know, go and you click on the wherever you listen to the podcast. And it says the episode homepage or whatever. And you scroll down and it says leave a review or write a review. There's that little pen in the little square box. You know, the one I'm talking about, Jerry. Yeah. The little logo. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you do. (laughs) and and you just hit it and and maybe your uh whatever your screen name is that you forgot you put in for your apple id so it'll say like uh chunky love or something like that six eight nine and
0: mine is nuts to butt, 75
1: (laughs) so and just write a nice little review about the show um we'd greatly appreciate it you know there's also the patreon which you hear the beat at the top of every show as well and and the cool thing about the patreon is there's um bonus episodes where we do the movie reviews. Um, we do some other alcohol-related, or I should say abstinence-related shows. About We did one about Prohibition last year, and we did one about Sober October, which is coming up. And
0: uh, I forgot
1: about the Prohibition one, yeah. So I think that maybe this year, after after these things mature a year, that we'll probably release them um, for the public. But, you know, I mean, that's kind of a cool thing that you, you can get. You also get our shows early whenever we get them recorded and put together and, and out there, which is usually like Monday night, unless it is like tonight and it's Wednesday night that we're recording just because, you know, things have to happen outside of this sometimes. But yeah, um, but yeah, please, if you, uh, if you have a minute, if you have a second, give us a review, rate the podcast, share it with a friend, put it on your Facebook. Um, Yeah. Reach out to us. And send us a line. I got a I got a letter from somebody else who, as a woman in um, Portland, who plays music, mm-hmm. and um, she was like, "Hey, would you be interested in?" And, and her name is Stephanie Strange. Does this name ring a bell to you? No, no. And I and um, but she does. She does music and she does comics and she does. She's like four years sober, and Rack. um. It was super cool. I listened to one song and it had a lot of violins and cellos and it kind of had this sort of witchy Tom Waits vibe to it. Not really, not that her voice was anything gruff at all. It was, you know, but it was, um, it was pretty cool. So, so, and she was doing a, uh, she was doing a show at an Alano club, which I, which I thought was pretty cool too. Um, And for those of you who don't know what an Alano club, it's kind of like a, how would you describe it it's like a bar for for people in yeah recovery. it is it's like a bar for people in recovery <laughs> except yeah there's
0: not really a bar i've never really been to a lot of club
1: have you i have i've been to a couple of them it's kind of like a clubhouse right so it's got all the rooms where you can have meetings and stuff like that and and um the one the couple that i've been to they actually do have some sort of bar with stools and you can you can get coffee and soda and they've they got candy and, like, chips, you know, like the Damn. little. <laughs> yeah. See,
0: I, I don't, Eugene has nothing like that. Eugene has the Jesco Club, which I, I've never been mm-hmm. to a meeting at, but that is just, that doesn't seem like a, I don't know, man. Yeah. The Jesco Club seems rough, dude. Yeah.
1: I think I remember the Jesco Club being, like, Yeah, because it was right like, by Ugh. a
0: bar we used to go to in the mm-hmm. Whitaker all the time. Yeah, it was across the street from Sam Bond,
1: so mm-hmm. it was, like, looking so, at my future out there. Right. So yeah. um, I think the Alano Club, it's just a cool resource. And, and it just gives you a place, like, especially if you have nowhere else to go, which is yeah. oftentimes the case. Like, you can go and sit and, I don't know, get a cup of coffee and read a book or do a puzzle. Like, there, the one that I went to had a bunch of board games and some tables. But um, so this woman reached out, and she was wanted to talk about her. She she had done a comic about, what is it? What was the, it was like, sur- Magic Realism. What's the Colombian, um, what was the thing that, um, what's his name was into? Medellin. Um, who was the drug lord? Who am I thinking oh, of? Oh, uh,
0: um, Pablo Escobar. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Magic Surrealism or Realism, something. I can't. I don't know. I feel terrible now because she wrote, me a, she wrote me a letter and it sounded really fascinating. And it was this sort of, it was a comic about, something i don't know i feel terrible um i'm, lo- I'm looking her up right now but
0: yeah I, I i don't think i've ever heard her i'm gonna listen to it after the uh podcast yeah after we record this yeah i listen to music i love tom wait's witchy music and pablo escobar's that
1: was the the that was the that was the vibe i got magic realism I, or something like that
0: yeah um, i like his sweaters pablo escobar he was an awful fucking horrible person mm-hmm. but, but he had some cool sweaters
1: magic realism i think i Mm -hmm. i did say it but so so she had this whole and i i only got a quick little thing from her from her paragraph but i wrote her back and we're going to try and set it up so we can talk to her on the show and um i don't know stephanie strange in portland so um hopefully we can get her to um do an interview soon rad so here we are it's um we're at letter L, which is which is pretty exciting. So we're kind of like almost halfway through this this particular another half a half a year, quarter of a year. Right. Um, we're
0: hitting the uh, up uphill section on the elliptical. Yes. On the on the treadmill, <laughs> on the it? treadmill. Is that the we're red in, line? We're we're inclining the treadmill right now mm. a little bit. Just kind of punching it up a little bit.
1: Yeah, I quit I don't know that the treadmill's good, but the treadmill seems like I would always get very um I didn't like watching my progress, like the little I dot. I didn't like it because I always felt like a hamster in a wheel. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I wanted to be outside Yeah, looking at people and things. and
1: yeah. Being distracted. I like forward movement. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to talk about leaving it all behind. And I think that, you know, Jerry, you said something about always... We do a lot of comparing and contrasting on the show. Yeah. And maybe sometimes a little too much. It seems a little more...
0: I guess my initial worry was not worry, but a concern was that, um, it was a device we were falling on. I think a lot of, you hear it a lot in, in the rooms and in recovery. And I think it is important, you know, to compare and contrast, but it also can be a a thing that you fall back on a lot. And, you know, if we're going to be doing a podcast, I I just don't want to do the, the same, you know what I mean? The same subject told in different ways each time. So, right. Um, so, but I think this is a good one though because I don't think this
1: is comparing. It is
0: a little comparing contrasty, but.
1: But so we talk about leaving it all behind, and and the I think what I got from it is this idea, of like moving forward, like what is next, right? Right. In, instead of um, and we See, talk I like that. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, okay, so now four and five years sober, like, what do I? What's my plan for the next four or five years? I mean, not that I really had one for these four years, but, mm-hmm. um, uh, cause once you get out of the, what do you always like to say once you're, you're out of the rain and you dry off a little bit,
0: right? Yeah. Once you get out of the rain, get that wet cigarette rain smell off you,
1: hmm. you know, and you got to get your life back together and you kind of organize things and you, you, you leave all this other stuff behind and you find yourself. Well, I find myself working on, working on my health or working on my finances you know i'm now at the point where i'm like oh okay so it's possible for me to be debt free here not like yeah really soon but and you know we we've been talking about working on this book and i've been making phone calls and and trying to make things happen and and get excited about things for the future rather than just this sort of white knuckle maintenance of day to day
0: that's great that's a great way of putting it though white knuckle maintenance you know because that's absolutely what it is it's just it's like uh having your finger in the dam you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like you're just you're not fixing the problem you're just plugging all the little holes where the problems are leaking
1: out and Mm -hmm. trying to do it as much as you can you know Um, yeah and you i mean you even get to the point where you talk about you talk about big changes in your life or wanting to make big changes or wanting to move in a different direction, even career-wise. And right. that's, that kind of shit is very, very scary. But if you were to think about it today, and again, I know I'm, I'm comparing, but versus oh, five years funny. ago, yeah. um, it would have been not only unfathomable, it would have been like the only thing that you could even possibly think about doing. Right. You'd be like, yeah. well, I can't, I can't even, I can't, I couldn't change. I couldn't change my career if I wanted to, because I can barely change my fucking underwear, <laughs> you know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, But I always liked, and I was telling you this before, I would go through these bouts of, I would have a job and I, I would hate it and I would quit. And then I, I wouldn't have anything else lined up. And what, a, what did my, what did my dad always tell me? Like, you know, what's the advice we always get from our parents? Don't quit a job until you have another one. You don't want right. to be without a job. You That's can't exactly be where my job. mind goes. Yeah, can't be without a job. What happens if you don't have a job? And yeah, and I think there's also a certain level of, um, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but the certain level of um, my identity as a man who can provide is attached to the level, of, to the amount of money that I make. Oh, I mean, you were talking about this
0: last week, too. And,
1: and so... Your male identity. My, my male identity. Coming up, dude, is, your male identity. Is totally connected to how much money I make. So when I'm not making mm-hmm. money, no matter how hard I'm working on all these other things, if it's not bringing a paycheck in, I begin to feel worthless. I begin to feel inadequate. I begin to feel impotent, you know? Mm-hmm. And um that that is something that's... That's that's really been difficult for me in wanting to, you know, find a job that works for me and find a job that I get excited about going to and find a job where it feels like I'm in a positive environment. Um, And so one of the things I've learned is that when I step away from it, if I look at it um, objectively and I look at I look at my life trajectory objectively over the past year or two years and that's when uh, there's been a lot of job uh flux a lot of quitting a lot of Mm -hmm. um uh, a lot of new jobs and never once have i have i ever run out of money never once has a bill gone unpaid never once have i been hungry um you know what i mean so if that's the case then why was i fucking worrying all those times so can i can i remove that worry by removing this this identity that i'm supposed to have about being a provider and it's not like i ha- i don't have a family to provide for you mm-hmm. know my girlfriend makes her own money and she's not interested in mine i mean which is good because there's not a lot of it but you know right but right. still um removing that that piece of my identity so that I can be less worried and enjoy those times where I'm not working instead of like sitting around going like, Oh God, Oh God. Like, like, no, why don't you utilize that free time to the best of your ability, John? Like there's so many things you could be doing instead of, um, stress, stressing out about it, eating poorly, not exercising, which I've gotten better at too, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so when I move forward, when I think about, like, like what I want my what do I want my life to look like a year from now? I'd say I'm pretty okay in, like, the living situation I have now. It could be a little bit better, and maybe it will be. But um, I want to be debt-free, and I want to be in better shape, and I want to have a solid financial—I want to be financially secure. And what does is, what is secure right. mean? That doesn't mean, like— i'm never gonna work for the rest of my life right i mean that's not just because if if i had a million dollars i don't think i don't think that that would fix everything i think that might fix some things but i would still have to figure out what to do with my days you know if i gave you a million dollars what would you do put it in the bank and live
0: off the interest (laughs) motherfucker (laughs)
1: But do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah, no,
0: I know what you mean. I, I, you know, have you ever read that, uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck? Have you read that book? No. It's a pretty good book, and he makes this point in the book where he says, you know, where he says your goal in life shouldn't be to not have problems. Your goal in life is to trade up and have better problems. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. then the problems aren't so life and death, and I kind of applied that to my recovery. You know, where I was like, okay, so my goal here is not to be like, oh, I get sober and I fucking go into recovery and work on myself and everything gets better. The goal is to make sure that the things that are fucking my life up aren't as dire as they were, you know, when I was getting fucked up or in early recovery. That's kind of how I feel about, like, my year goal. Because I've never had long-term goals. I barely have long-term goals now. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's this thing with recovery, I think, when people go into it and I think it really is part of the alcoholic mindset and the addict mindset is that if I stop getting fucked up all the time, things are just going to get infinitesimally or infinitely better immediately. And they do, parts of it do, like your health gets better, your, your frame of thought starts to heal. But it's not like you break your leg and then in three days you're healed. Do you know what I mean? Like takes time. It takes a lot of fucking time and life will still throw shit at you. You know, because you break your leg and you have a cast in your leg doesn't mean there's going to not be stairs anymore. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like you're still going to have to get into the bathtub. You're still going to have to take a shit with mm-hmm. one broken leg. And believe it, I've, I've had a broken leg. And getting off the toilet with one broken leg and crutches sucks. It is awful. And those things still happen even though you're healing because you're in recovery. You're healing up. You're healing up from like a great mental trauma that you've been doing yourself not, not in one quick instant but over a long period of time. So mm. that, that refractory period of time of coming back from that I imagine would be longer, you know. So these things in life they like suck. Life sucks sometimes. Like I have to deal with shit as a sober person. I have to be moody. I have to have painful swollen gums because apparently I can't use this 3D white toothpaste or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Like I just those things happen and you have to you have to just deal with them. You have mm-hmm. to deal with them. Or if they're too big to deal with, like we I've said a billion times before for me if it's too too big for me to hold, I just drop it and say, "Well, you got this, bear." or you got this universe because I can I I don't have the tools to do this shit you know mm. I don't know man it's some wild shit right that's like life is still fucking runs regardless of what you're doing life is still running you know there's a lot of there's a
1: lot of life out there there's a lot of other people there's a lot of other right right and you know that's right. that's a tool unto itself saying that oh I don't have any I don't have the tools so I give it I give it unto thee right <laughs> you know you or... you come into me
0: and you want this wild fucking tattoo that I am not capable of doing. I'm going to tell you I can't do that. But I know someone else who can. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, So why would I have a problem with my life being like I can't figure out what I want to do with my career. Like I just can't right now. Like I just don't have the – I'm scared and don't know how to deal with it. So I have to just leave it for a minute and just hopefully, you know, be able to come back to it when I can fathom it, you know.
1: Well, and you know, we talk about this in when going through going through the steps of recovery and whatever, you know, in the particular brand that we that we've we've found works when something doesn't when we can't focus on it. When when I can't when I have trouble trying to figure out what God means to me, right? Mhm. Yeah. The suggestion I got and the suggestion that was the best for me was you know what? Let's just move past that let's just right. um you know i think there was something like i remember my sponsor saying something like so when you flip the light switch on do you just do you have faith that the, the electricity is going to come on with the <laughs> light bulbs and i said yeah yeah i guess and he's like okay so let's just use that faith and let's move on and right. so like you could go ahead and sort that shit out and you can define it a little bit later but right now I need to fucking basically. It was like I need to fast track you because I'm not going to sit here and talk in circles, right? With you. And have
0: you try to figure out what it is or what it is you mm-hmm. you got to do? You know, yeah. So like leaving it behind is interesting, right? Because I thought of it. I mean, d- not to interrupt you, but doubling mm-hmm. back on the on the on the on the uh, subject. But there are a few ways I thought of it, right? Because I always thought of when we first mentioned it, I thought of leaving behind that old way of thinking, kind of. Not abandoning it, but just putting it down because it's not useful to you anymore. But I am still a person of my nature. Like, I'm an alcoholic, so I still can go back to those old ways of thinking. And I do it frequently at times, you know? Not the old way of thinking of this thing. I can have this thing and it will be my quick fix. But more along the lines of that negative, pessimistic, like, really fatalistic way of thinking. This very zero-sum zero game, either or, black or white, you know? and it's so for me it's i wouldn't say it's a struggle but it's definitely like a pain in the dick <laughs> like it's that way of thinking is hard man because i can recognize myself doing it now and i'm like really you think the whole world is shit and it's against you jerry cuz that's what drunk jerry thought and that's dr- and so far sober jerry is realizing that's not the truth you know
1: so i don't know man well I, I don't know it's what what you're what you're describing is i used to i used to have resistance and now, right. and now I have acceptance. Right. And Which
0: is one of the gifts, the gifts of recovery, <laughs> the compare and contrast, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah.
1: Gee, yeah. it's my fucking birthday every day here, you know? Every All these day gifts it's are, my
0: birthday. Oh, it sucks again. But that,
1: exactly. But that bridge between resistance and acceptance mm-hmm. is long, it's rickety, it's Fuck fucking yeah, high dude. above. A, it's
0: one of those, like, Thai, like, Indonesian Thai bridges where it's just <laughs> a rope yeah yes. with like two other
1: and the whole time you're just like a spider on a web. hmm Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. finding your way to the other side is is, is not always easy. And, and, but I think also, not looking back, it doesn't help to when we talk about changing the tools and we talk about finding other tools, like right, there are there's almost nothing. That I used to use when I was drinking, as far as you know, um, emotional protection or um, physical uh, health or or any any number of intellectual tools that I would use to get through the day or get through people or get over things. There are very few things that I used when I was drinking. Drunk John would use that sober John can actually use. You right. Know? And mm-hmm. and the more that I. Um, a lot of it was for protection we say this all the time yeah. right you do all these things because you're scared I do all these things because I'm I'm afraid of people and what it comes down to is mistrust you know we have yeah we have abused ourselves or been abused by others or um, been involved in abusive relationships as alcoholics mm-hmm. most you know closely our own our own abuse or self-abuse that we don't yeah. tru- we don't trust ourselves I didn't trust myself to I trusted myself to barely get out of bed and barely make it to work and barely yeah. get get done in time to have a drink. And so now that I have trust. I and, and again it's still like we talk about being afraid, you know, of financial insecurity or or whatever, but I, I now I trust more that everything's gonna be okay. So if I go, Okay, do you really trust it? Well then you don't have to worry about it something will yeah. come along and not like not like i'm sitting around wishing that life will be good and then life will be good you know i am right right i have to i have to put the action into it i have to yes fucking do something yeah. mm-hmm. so so what do i do well i go and i find a job and i make a phone call and i write an email and i I leave the house and I go talk to people and I try to make some sort of connection with somebody that will allow me to to take that trust and to take that faith and put it to good use, yeah. you know, to get across that bridge and to be able to accept things, especially when they don't feel good. And, you know, resistance is still hard. I mean, it, it still exists in my life. I still... Um, you know have conversations with friends and even you know my girlfriend and i will we'll have discussions that you know she 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 likes the word chunky they kind of get a little chunky they're not very smooth you know and yeah call it a fight but it's not really a fight because it's not like i don't really want to win we're just having a miscommunication and Yeah. yeah but also just accepting it and going you know what man like this is not me against her this is us trying to work something out and we're both not understanding something and we need to like look at this issue from all different sides and i find that those tools of acceptance and those tools of um of trust and that's 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 what i have to really really focus on and i have to give into because if i resist it it never works nothing ever works
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so um i find that that's that's still something that i struggle with is is that resistance and i'm still on the bridge looking trying not to look down you know and the fucking waterfalls Mm -hmm. going and it's getting dark the sun's going Oh, there's a waterfall now (laughs) too shit and it's getting
0: dark and those mosquitoes are big as fuck Mm -hmm. because you're in indonesia right and so it's like- it's. i thought i thought about it i was thinking about it this way right like we've been hanging up pictures because we're finally getting to that part of the move you know we've only been here like three months might as well hang some shit up and uh put a hammer down i was putting up pictures and i was putting a nail in it and i put a hammer down and went and did something and then came back and i couldn't find the fucking hammer and i went like totally nuts like running around the house pulling my hair out couldn't find this fucking hammer And i really wanted to get this nail in so i got a coffee mug (laughs) and i fucking walked up the nail and i like tapped it twice really hard and it worked it did the job but then i was like dude what the fuck are you doing right so i like put the coffee mug back because i'm like this is not smart and then i found the hammer it was like i'd left it on top of a dresser in the living room like i over walked past it like five times and I, I think about that too, as far as like the tools I'm using. Whereas, like, I have this one tool, it's working really well. I misplace how to use that tool. So, I grab another tool that I think will do the job that's not suited for the job at all. It gets the job done, kind of, but is it dangerous? Yeah, because I can break that mug and cut the fuck out of myself. Is it appropriate? No, it's absolutely <laughs> inappropriate for the job. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, if I had the care to just look a little harder or to take a break and stop looking, I would have found it. You know what I mean? And eventually I did when I didn't need it. Um, and that's how I feel sometimes about using these techniques. Or I mean, is it a technique? Just using this this, this thought of action in order to deal with these things in our lives, you know?
1: Well, yeah, it's a the technique. Old
0: way, the old way was the coffee mug. That was the old way. It, it'll do. It'll do. It's dangerous. And it's fucking totally inappropriate, but it'll do. It'll get get
1: it done. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or I could use the thing that was designed to do the job that I'm doing. You know. And, and to to your point about putting something down and not being able to find it, I have another. Right. I've got a couple. I, I you you reminded me of a couple of things. But so, I go running, quite a bit, and I I like to listen to music while I go running, and. My girlfriend had found that she had gotten some package some many, many months ago, and she just never opened it. And I don't remember if it was who it was from, if it was from a friend or whatever. And it was these um, these Beats by Dre headphones, like these little nice. earbuds. I know, right? Oh, the earbuds, too, even they're, better to run They're, they're yeah. wireless. They're earbuds. And so she said, you can use them. And they have, like, the little... Um, You can pull the little earbud off so you don't have to share it with your friend or whatever. You can have your own Right, exactly.
0: And put your own in there. Resize it so if you hear holes... Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So I had these things and I was really enjoying them. And then um, I couldn't find them, Jerry. And I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) She didn't say I could have them. She said I could use them, right? And it's like right so i don't want to tell her and i'm thinking did i leave them at her house like where are they i've checked every pair of shorts every pair of pants i thought maybe i put them in the washer in the dryer fuck. I, yes I, mm-hmm. I i looked through every single drawer i looked through my bags like i dug in every pocket i went through the car and i'm like i wouldn't put this anywhere like where the fuck? there's and so last night i'm finally Cleaning up my room, I'm finally clearing off the the dresser, and it's sitting under a piece of paper that I haven't touched. Oh, jeez. Yes. So, but I went ahead and ordered another pair on Amazon. Oh no. And then, because I didn't want to <laughs> be like, I would have told her that I lost them, but I wanted to, you know, I of course I will replace them. But these are sixty dollar yeah. headphones. Right. So then I I find the old pair and I try to go and cancel the order on Amazon. And they're like, I'm sorry, we can't cancel it. Now, I can return them, which I will probably do, but now that's the whole other process. So my lesson here is, you know, you talk about having the right tools. My lesson here is to keep my house clean and keep my shit together so that I'm not in a panic thinking that I have destroyed something or thrown something out. That was the other thing. I was like, did I just throw it away? Am I, is it time for me to go dig around in the trash can outside? Because? Oh geez. Yeah. That's that final countdown shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, just because I don't, I don't want to be seen as an irresponsible th- person. And my girlfriend would never think that she wouldn't think that right. But I'm in my own head going, this is fucking irresponsible of you, John, somebody loaned something to you and you're not, and you're not taking care of it. If that would have happened while i was drinking i'd have been like oh i don't know man i guess they're fucking gone they're just they're god's headphones now <laughs> exactly right yeah. so so i don't know if i'll keep them or not i don't really want to i don't want 60 headphones that i'm not going to use and if she doesn't mind me using hers i'll just right. return them but now it's like this whole thing because i didn't keep my fucking house clean and this right. is another one of those tools oh. this is another one of those tools oh. where you know, it's like the inventory of my stuff. Did I inventory right. my headphones before I went to bed at night? Did I organize and straighten off the top of the dresser? I mm-hmm. didn't. And so, um that's that's something that makes me think about like when you set something down and then you go and do something else. It's like following through and making sure that I am I am on top of shit all the time and I I, I, right. I And that doesn't just go for a hammer or a pair of headphones, but my schedule and what I promise people and the time that I promise people and the, the commitments that I keep to people. Um, another thing. So I went and saw my girlfriend perform, which was awesome. She's in this band called quiet time. You should go check out their SoundCloud. It's super cool stuff. Her and her friend, Dan, uh, he plays guitar and she sings and she plays clarinet as well. And, um, I got a bunch of video that I'm going to try and, um, piece together and put something cool together. But, We were in San Francisco, and my favorite burrito place, El Farolito. Um, mm-hmm. So we're like, yeah, we'll stop and you know afterwards, and we'll get a burrito. Which fuck yeah, uh, uh, they're not as they're not as good with all without all the fat and the meat because I I've been I've been off the meat for a while, but it was still uh, really fucking good. So I'm I'm in the car, I've got my suit on, I'm trying to not like be gross about it, but she's driving, and I'm eating, and all of a sudden I hear this crunch. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I chipped my tooth in the back. And I don't know what was in the burrito, man. Like, I don't know. I don't think anything. Was it maybe just a piece of hard hard ass, Hard-ass piece of soy. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, no. And I'm like, I know exactly, because I've chipped tooths before. And I fish out the little piece. I know this is disgusting. And I start to freak out. And she's like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I'm fucking tooth and it's saturday and then the dentist is closed on sunday <laughs> and oh my god and oh my <laughs> well, god how bad did you chip it was well, it like a big piece of it yeah it was big enough i mean i don't know when you chip big it too, enough that it sh- brought
0: you brought you that d- level of distress of fear, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: and so she said john are you in pain and i said no i'm not and i was surprised because i just chipped my fucking tooth <laughs> right exactly
0: you got into a fight with a fucking burrito i got into a
1: fight with a burrito and she's and i yeah. said okay and I had to convince myself. I was like, "You're not in pain. You've got the piece of tooth. You're not going to swallow it and choke on it, right? Um, can you chew on the other side? And you're not in pain. Could you be careful for a day until you can call the dentist and and get it sorted out?" And mm-hmm. it's like, "Okay." So it was it was that level of acceptance of like accepting that my tooth had chipped, and I finished my burrito and it was delicious. I just chewed on the other side, <laughs> but like. I could have totally freaked out, and I could have totally been yeah. stressed out, and I could have been, like, so fucking, ah, I don't know what I'm going to do, and I have to get this fixed right now. And there's nothing to do on a Saturday night at, like, 1130 at night. But yeah. So maybe I shouldn't have been eating a fucking giant burrito at 1130 but on a Saturday night. it also... Night
0: nah man you deserve it you earned it you earned it dude but it, it brings up the whole point too about the mental checklist of things especially when you're in emotional distress you're like am i dying mm-hmm. do you know what i mean am i in pain is this can i can i uh, adapt to this and accept this and mm-hmm. can i get it you know relieved in a in a good period of time you know it's just like sitting down and making that checklist you know it's a smart thing to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The yeah, triage. absolutely. Triage, yes, dude. Yeah, and we have to do tons of it. We have to. Everybody does. I think all people, not just drunks and drug addicts, should be the ones doing triage. You know what I mean? I think all human beings should learn how to do it. hmm You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's important. I mean, it, it really, it just stopped me from, like, basically having a panic attack. Right. I'm not I'm not prone to panic attacks, but. no. But it was like, okay, take an assessment. And I know there's like, what do we talk about? The hungry, angry, angry lonely, tired kind of level of triage. But when, right. you get, when you're in pain or you think you're going to be in pain, that was a thing. And so that was the other thing my girlfriend said. She said, what is worry? Worry is just, worry is just imagining something, the, the worst thing that can happen. You're just imagining the bad instead of yeah. like you know because we spend so much time imagining the bad things out of fear and so we our actions are directed as a as a um as a response to fear rather than yeah. saying oh well what's the best thing that could happen today what if i did this what is the what is the best possible scenario and so often as alcoholics or as people in general but i think alcoholics myself for sure that coming from that sense of mistrust, I'm like yeah. ah, I don't know, man. You got you better be careful. Yeah, I don't know. And and so I hear that a lot from people. Rather than you know what, man, you should really go for it. You should try it. That might be the best thing in the world. Right. And we're all. I think. I think I'm just so afraid of being a fool, or being broke, or being seen as somebody who can't handle life. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah so like if that if that's the thing that's stopping me then i don't know that seems kind of silly to me now when i I say it out loud like why not try to do the coolest thing you can why not try to why not ask for the most money that you can why not fucking do that thing that you're afraid of i mean i don't
0: damn
1: (laughs) yo you just got me so
0: inspired
1: i'm just gonna take these headphones off and go run in the yard i am like john's got it I don't want to sound like some Will Smith Instagram post, but you know, right? Maybe, but it's maybe, okay. Maybe, maybe you know that thing that I'm afraid of. Got to replace that Will Smith with Bill
0: W. Exactly. No, I don't. I just say shit out loud. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: <laughs> but you know, like I, one of the things that I have learned is to not be afraid, because yeah. being afraid is what got me in this in this mess in the first place. Right. And I don't want to say like, I think a lot about what it was like before. I -hmm. still do to this day because, yeah, so do I. Yeah. Because I don't want to forget, but also because I'm really, I'm really happy where I'm at and I'm really proud of where I'm at and I feel really good. And so I try to remind myself of those moments, especially when something bad happens. When, I get, And, you know, I just chipped a tooth. I've chipped a tooth before. It's really not that horrible. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I think about it because I'm so not that person anymore. I mean, I'm still yeah. John, but but if something horrible had happened, I would have just drank it away. I would have dealt with more pain. I would have put more pain on top of it. It would have been vodka and pain and not having enough money. I would not have been financially viable to go and get something fixed at the dentist like I...
0: Oh, no. You just would have had a fucked mouth Mm -hmm. until you got sober. Exactly. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Or you just would have had a fucked mouth forever.
1: Mm -hmm. Or tried to negotiate something and then probably missed a payment on whatever. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Flake out, be unreliable. Yeah, Flake out and be unreliable. And -hmm. and I'm just... I think about like... I think about the possibilities that I have now that didn't exist. So it could be, well, I'm just better off and I'm, you know, plugging right along and, you know, I'm just going to keep doing my thing and I'm Mm -hmm. better, you know, so everything's cool. And I think that's fine. That's, but I don't, but that's not enough for me anymore. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in making sure that I have a, um, have a steady job. And um, something I can just be complacent with and and, you know, live my little life. And I want to know what like what's possible, because if I really only got 40 more years, if I don't have 40 more years, I don't know. Why would I not want to fucking go wild?
0: Yeah, you have a good <laughs> point, right? It's just like
1: Frank and it's always
0: sunny. What do you say? I only got a few years <laughs> left. I might as well get really weird with it.
1: Yeah, is he, was he like having? I mean, context. Yeah,
0: no, he's fucking drinking wine out of a can. But I mean, but still, the quote is pretty profound. Like, I only got a few years left. I might as well get a little weird with it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Speaking of wine out of a can,
1: tell me, please. I was grocery
0: shopping the other day, and Megan's like, "Will you pick me up a bottle of wine?" And this woman drinks like a bottle of wine. It takes her like a fucking week. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's like, it takes her longer sometimes if she doesn't like it. She probably won't. There have been times where she doesn't like it at all. She'll just pour it out. That's fucking weird. But she's like, I need you to buy me a bottle of wine. And I've done it for her in the past. I don't mind buying her booze because I never liked wine. You know me. I never Mm -hmm. liked wine anyway. But uh, due to her past experiences with me, she's like, can you please just fucking make sure it's at least in the $10 range, Jerry? Because usually I'll go and buy her like the $2, $3 bottle. <laughs> it's disgusting. Because, yeah, it's disgusting because I don't know. But not only because I don't drink – I never drank mm-hmm. wine but because like I want all the shit I can get for the least amount of money I can get it for. Do you know what I mean? So I'll come back with like a box.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: a box of like some australian fucking wine or some weird shit that's like 10 bucks yellowtail the box for 10 bucks though you know yeah yellowtail so yeah should be very specific she even said some shit i have never i haven't heard her say in years and she's like don't get me any of that two buck chuck Mm -hmm. which made me fucking laugh because it made me think of coda but I just I she never says shit like that, and she's just like make sure it's at least ten bucks, and don't get me to that two buck chuck, you know. I don't remember what I picked her up. It's probably red. I think it was I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I honestly don't. I just I went oh this label's pretty. Is it nine dollars? Okay, perfect. But it just it just reminded me of that because
1: she's just like don't be a fucking cheap drunk and get me the cheap shit, please. So when I so I live in California and mm-hmm. um we have Lucky shopping, uh, grocery stores right. I don't know if you're mm-hmm. familiar with Lucky. You've been, you yeah, been, yeah. been in a Lucky. You're aware. Okay, I grew up in Southern Arizona. Yeah, we okay, had Lucky. So they have Lucky's mm-hmm. there. Um, I don't know where else. I don't know where else you're listening from this or to this from, but when I, I had a friend move down to California in like it was 2014 maybe, and we would go to the lucky and people talk about two buck chuck which is charles shaw and it was 2.99 a bottle it wasn't but that's the name that it got it got two buck chuck because it was two dollars mm-hmm. and so but lucky was right down the road and lucky was open like late and they had this thing called Foxbrook, and Foxbrook had a whole line so you'd get merlot cabernet sauvignon blanc chardonnay and it was all mm-hmm. 250 a bottle and we oh thought we god. we thought we'd hit the fucking jackpot, right? You were like two fucking prospectors <laughs> finding the big vein. Oh my god, it was terrible. And so we, yeah, it was so bad. Like we would get it, and like I'd be putting ice cubes in the red wine because it was so god terrible, damn dude. You know, but uh, you I've just that, that, though, that yeah. mindset of like, oh my god, I can get a whole bottle of wine for two fifty. That means I can get i can get four bottles for ten dollars right and i'm
0: set for the next day and a half mm -hmm. you know like
1: yeah and and those those (laughs) those would have been things that i would have looked at as big accomplishments as like Mm -hmm. yes finally so you know everything's coming up millhouse you know yeah dude the (laughs) thrill ho dude everything's coming up thrill ho It's just so
0: weird walking around in the straight world like this sometimes Uh though, you know, because I'm like buying this wine and part of me was like, fuck, I left my wallet at home, but I'm 44 years old. I don't look, you know what I mean? And I'm at that Safeway all the time. So Mm -hmm. I just, I was like, well, I'll take a chance, you know, but the whole time I'm buying, like, I'm just walking around with this in my cart, and I'm like, I've got a secret. You know what I mean? And my secret (laughs) isn't that I'm going to drink this. My secret is if I drink this, I fuck my life up. Mm -hmm. But my wife thinks it makes her feel okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. For like yeah. 10 minutes and then she goes to sleep, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's just so funny to walk around that straight world, to walk through the beer aisle. And, and now I see, and this, I don't want to make this even booze stories or an indictment on people who drink normally, you know what I mean? Or who drink typically, right? Or drink non-alcoholically, but it's just such a fucking ploy. All of it is a ploy just to get you to buy their shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you fucking honest, do people honestly think that like White Claws cares whether or not people are healthy or have a good diet? They don't give a fuck. No. They just want to sell you LaCroix with malt liquor in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't give a fuck. Like, I don't know. It's just so funny. You can get any different type of alcohol now, taste any way to just cover up that fucking taste of booze. You know, like it just cracks me up because I'm in the straight world going, oh, I see your little game now. Mm-hmm. I'm not playing your game
1: and i'm gonna go in my car and vape (laughs) well and it's it's also man i struggle with being judgmental about those things too i do too man because i don't want to be
0: right just live and let live right isn't that the whole thing we're supposed to be figuring Mm -hmm. out here it's just to be like well you know that's what people are gonna do i mean this alcohol alcoholism is one of the funnier ones in the sense that you still have it's so it's legal so you want and it's fucking condoned in this culture Mm -hmm. we've had whole podcasts about having just walk around in the world with it being not only there but people being like you should do it Mm -hmm. you should have a beer or two to loosen up you know like it's military i can't do that
1: my fucking brain is weird and Mm -hmm. doesn't let me just have a beer or two yeah i saw another one i was we were getting this was saturday night and we stopped off to get some french fries at this place that makes really awesome french fries and uh it was on the board and it just said hard ch- water chipped your other tooth right no, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> hard water it was yeah. like hard water like it's just still water like it's just flat water but it's got i was like Isn't i don't that get vodka? it what is it like what yeah. is i don't know so what is hard water? it's just water with i didn't ask the bartender he was doing shots with the guy who was drinking beer with him oh so that's I... even fucking better way to go dude so i just but ordered the french I guess fries and got out too yeah yeah hard water it's just water with beer in it i don't know and then now they're doing like pbr's got a hard coffee yeah, I don't know, man. Like a Just, nitro
0: coffee with alcohol in it? I guess people are going to do what they got to do to feel different. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I explain it to my daughter when she wants to know, because she's nine and wants to know the appeal of alcohol. Like, what's the deal? Why do people get drunk? And I say, baby, it makes them feel different because they don't like the way they're feeling right now, so they want to feel different. I never say it makes them feel good. Right. I always say it makes you feel different. You know? Why did she
1: them. ask that? Can I ask like what was the context? Were we were you-
0: watching like a TV show and someone was oh, okay. drunk or something on the show and she's just like why do people drink? Why do people get drunk? Mm-hmm. You know? And I was
1: it, it wasn't anything
0: I brought up like your daddy's an alcoholic, you know. <laughs> I mean, she knows that shit already and she's like you can't drink, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's been around it, you know, with other people in her
1: life. You don't ever but. take her, have to take her to meetings or anything like that, has she ever been No, I've
0: phone? never taken to her to a meeting, although I could. She'd just sit there with her iPad and listen yeah, her on her headphones, headphones yeah. kick her little feet, yeah, and probably listen to every fucking word that's coming out of those people's mouths, which is fine. Maybe she should hear some of that, you know. Mm-hmm. But my mom and dad took me to a couple meetings when I was like a teenager, but I was an asshole. I was like, didn't care. I just wanted to get out of there. I'm like, listen, I just need you guys for the ride. So this is part of the ride. That's fine. It then, really- yes, I'll sit there and listen to Carol talk about whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh...
1: <laughs> yeah, so I just... I don't want to be judgmental about all these things, but you're right. I, I just... Mm-hmm. I see it, and I go... This is kind of ridiculous, isn't it? Isn't this all? It just doesn't. Bullshit? It seems so silly now, right? And I don't want to say like uh, I'm above it either because
0: I'm not above it. I'm still in it. I'm, I'm still below part it, of it. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not like I'm sitting on this throne of fucking AA and recovery, going, "Oh, you're all so silly." It's like I'm just looking at it now, going, "Fuck that shit is fucking silly." Like that mm-hmm. shit is mad silly. Like. Uh,
1: I mean, I don't know there was butt chugging and then there was powdered alcohol and they were vaping alcohol and like, yeah, dude, <laughs> butt chugging, too. Like, I don't know. I, I never did it. I know that was 2000, what, 13 or 14 or. I don't right. Know, but right. I never and did powdered it either.
0: alcohol. But it's just it's just so funny to walk around in the straight, straight world, the mm-hmm. straight people. I can't think of a normal way to say it, like just typical people who are just it's fun and it's a fun thing to do and that's great it should be fun it should be a fun thing for people to do mm-hmm. far be it for me to be like no 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 but also like don't fucking
1: crash your car yeah you know want to have some yeah. cold beers and fried chicken and watch some football that sounds awesome you want to go out and yeah. have some smart cocktails and some tapas at your favorite small plates plates joint whatever you know like yeah rad enjoy yourself me-
0: yeah me and john will be there with diet cokes well john will probably just <laughs> yeah. have a water because yeah. he's
1: he's he's on that paper diet now had, where he just eats paper you right i had something it was like a zero calorie like ginger beer or ginger brew uh-huh. like it was really good i don't know what it was a zevia maybe i was yeah probably zevia yeah Zevia. i fucked like I this is zero this is i could get next to this Mm-hmm. I don't know what the sweetener is, but I mean, I guess stevia, I think oh. it's
0: stevia, which is pumped full of chemicals.
1: Thank you. Well, is it? No, 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 no it's, dude. Not. it's no. Not. I know it's being a smart ass. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who didn't get that reference, that's from our other podcast. Listen to the podcast previous to this. <laughs> yes. cause
0: I had, that was so funny, but um, I don't know, man. I mean, life is, once you pull the veil off, life gets very peculiar and harder and sometimes harder,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: Yeah, I mean, I I don't want to spend the whole podcast emphasizing that life gets harder, but... Well... What's that?
1: Oh, that's your... Is that the garbage truck? I don't know. I I thought
0: that was at your house. It is. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Okay. I just wanted to make sure your house wasn't on fire. Just leave this all in. (laughs) People will love this.
1: Is that outside? I don't know, man. I think my neighbor might be moving in or something. Oh, cool. Congratulations. Welcome to the neighborhood. (laughs) I didn't tell him that it was quiet hours for me. You're like, uh, it's podcast time. Mm. No, I don't. I have no idea. That's the first time I've heard. That's a truck backing up to pick up something. I don't know. I um, just wanted
0: to make sure, like I said, that not, there
1: wasn't uh, all of a sudden the carbon dioxide, like you just fall over no. dead on me. No, no. But when well, you say it gets harder, and it does, um, it does in some ways because yes. I feel like. All the things that I wasn't dealing with, I now have to deal with. So now there's like exactly. there's all this there's chores and problems and tasks and appointments that I now have to like make and keep and all. But but I'm so used to avoiding all of those things and just drinking it all away. So right. So in the beginning of my sobriety, I just traded the problems of drinking with the problems of getting better and recovery and life in general. Yeah. And nowadays, when I start to, I start to look at myself and go, oh, so one of the things that you need to get a whole handle on, John, is things like time management and um, scheduling and blocking out time. Like if you're going to be, you know, I say to myself, I'm like, John, if you're going to be a, um, if you're going to be a creative person and you're going to, you're going to be a business person you really need to block time out because there's nobody telling you to do that. Otherwise there's nobody here who's like, you know what? It's almost four o'clock time to clock in. Right. And so, yeah, I have to do those things. So part of my recovery now is finally after four plus years starting to work on some of the other, I guess, you know, we maybe call them character defects. Um, yeah. And actually putting in, <laughs> yeah. putting in the time and the energy and the effort to do the things to fix them. Like, oh, am I, oh, I'm just, you know, people always say, or I wouldn't say people always say that, but I would always say like, oh, you know me, I just, I can't keep it together. Or, oh, you know me, I'm just kind of like flaky. Or, oh, you know me, I I just can't, I can't. I I totally forgot, man. I totally forgot we had that thing that I promised you last night. And so now it's like, well, you put it on the schedule and you follow through with it. And if you have to be somewhere... Going to the dentist at seven forty-five in the morning would have been unfathomable. You're fucked. It's still, yeah. I'm, I'm not looking for. I gotta go to bed here. Yeah, soon. you're still like, like this. Is <laughs> this still is kind it, of fathomable? But... It's whack,
0: is what it is. <laughs>
1: yeah, it is
0: fucking whack, man. I'm sorry. That's
1: that's the only time they had available. I gotta get the tooth fixed. So what do I do? You know. So yeah. So those are the things that I now get to work on in recovery right. that. They have nothing to do with alcoholism or alcohol. They have to do with just being a better person for myself. Right, right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the people I love, the people I care about, you know, the relationships, they get better because I get better. Mm -hmm. So it's the human component of it, right? Yeah, yeah. So what are you going to do today to be a better human? Fucking kick back. (laughs) Listen to my Beats by Dre's, dude. (laughs) um you know so whatever i mean i i'm I'm not saying you specifically or whomever but that's that's one of the things that i feel like recovery up to this point has afforded me yeah i don't want to rest on my laurels no because i don't think that that's a good idea like i didn't go to my meeting this this week my weekly meeting and that kind of bugged me because i we, went, we were at the show Saturday night, and then we didn't get home until super late, and I didn't go to bed until almost 3 in the morning. And mm-hmm. then it was like, well, what am I going to do? I need sleep. And I had to work that night, and it was just this whole thing. And I was like, I'm just going to sleep in. And that's fine, too. It's not like I shirked my responsibilities. I was doing other things, and I was very happy with the choices I made, so I don't need to feel guilty about it. So, right. You know... I don't know this. I don't know if that sounds like I'm bargaining with myself or not, but I don't think so. And even the fact that I'm that I sometimes analyze that stuff, I think is better than not analyzing it. Mm-hmm. Being the, you know the the level of self awareness that I never had. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, how, yeah, the self awareness is important, though. How how oblivious were you when you were drinking? Completely.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely completely man i would have never done half the shit i did i just i run i avoid things i just put them off until they go away
1: (laughs) (laughs) and then what and then they
0: never fucking go away because four years down the line you're like oh your credit is shit and you Mm -hmm. have a warrant and Mm -hmm. you know all this other shit you didn't do and oh all your relationships are fucking failing because you just put everybody off until you thought it would go away oh remember that time you didn't show up for jury duty yeah we're looking for you you know, remember that time you're supposed to come to court for restitution? Yeah, we're looking for you. You know, so I yeah put it all off to it went away, and it never did. And now I attend to it sometimes with great fucking protest, but I attend to it. You know, why do you protest, yeah. Jerry? Why do you protest? Because everything's a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> it can be, but it, it needs to be done because at the end, when I'm done, I breathe a sigh of relief, though, and I'm like, well, that's done. And uh, you know what? I'm benefiting from this mm-hmm. thing. Like I get something out of this, something positive, or even just maintaining the status quo and life gets to continue on unfettered. And that's great too. It's important. Yeah. So, Yes. To continue on even keel, as I say, use my nautical terms. Mm-hmm. And stay on that straight line when you see the Southern cross for the
1: first time. What is the Southern cross? I know that that's, um, isn't I don't know, like- but you'll understand why you came this way. <laughs> is that Chris Christopherson? It is. Maybe. I don't know. Um, it's just some sort of nautical term, the Southern Cross. Yeah, it, what right. song is that? Is that is that Chris Christopherson? It's called Southern Cross. Yeah, it's Chris Christopherson. Mm.
0: or we can go with sailing. Takes, Takes me away, away to where mm. I'm going. Who's that, Chris? That's Chris no. Christopher Cross. Christopher Cross, Not who's Chris... also part of the Southern Cross. You know what I'm saying? It all ties around. I wonder Circle if we could life, do dude. like
1: some sort of super group, like the Cross Cross Christopherson Cross Christopherson Cross Christopherson. I don't yeah. know.
0: I don't know. Get your people on it. Get your podcast people on it. I'll get mine. I think, you know,
1: you guys should go to check out Jerry's, go to check out, go check out Jerry's Instagram page. And he's doing these sort of, um, you were doing those band logo mashups? Yeah, I've got one more. I haven't put those up are yet, Those are pretty yeah. fucking sweet. Thanks. Everybody's
0: like, make stickers out of that. And I'm like, yeah, we'll see. I might make stickers out of it, though. Yeah, just make sure you charge money for them what's i'm saying but then i don't want to get sued either
1: but i mean come on little old me nobody knows me that's true well yeah. no you maybe there's some maybe you could like i don't know there's gotta call be some.
0: steely dan and slayer and be like <laughs> listen guys
1: i got this thing mm-hmm. i don't know but it's super cool so he did these mashups of uh band logos and like one of them was like slayer but it was steely dan and then yeah Mor- morrissey and metallica letters and stuff like mm-hmm. that and, that was pretty cool. You said yeah, you got the, another the, one coming?
0: Yeah, I got another one coming. and I also, But I've got tattoo shit I got to draw this week, so mm-hmm. I haven't been messing with them. But I've got one more that I got to finish up.
1: They're really good. I also
0: did the NXS ACDC logo yes. mashed up together. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. But yeah. I, I've got a few, though. I've got a few on the burner. As soon as I get through this tattoo stuff, I got to design for the week. I'll get back on it again.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Right on. Well, I think um, I think that's a good place to end it, leaving it all behind. Right,
0: leaving it all behind. Sailing takes me away
1: <laughs> <laughs> to where I'm going. Yeah, that's a beautiful song. I wish it that is. we could end the 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 show with that and not get sued or get the but we the podcast oh, taken down taken off of iTunes. Yeah. I did. I had that one time. I think one of the ones we did the playlist and I I we put did that, the songs yeah. up and they wouldn't. They they took it down. I had to mm-hmm. find them to put it back up, but. Um, yeah man. So just imagine it, listener. Just imagine Take me sailing away from where I'm going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. That's well, it's beautiful. beautiful. Leave leave it leave it all behind and and pick up something new. You know, I think that's the other the other half of this conversation is. Boom. Yeah. You know, there are there are you can only carry so much, so be judicious. In what you decide to pick up, don't get overencumbered. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com,
0: and you can find us on all social media platforms that matter: Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at a's for alcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah.